Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, smarks and marks all over the world. Grab a seat or take it easy uh, on your feet as we set up our gear. Lend us your ear. Because your boys, King Mac Millie and Jay Classic, are about to put on some podcast action. So get psyched and turn to the smart side. Because uh. Smart Psychology Podcast starts now. Yo, 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 you already know what it is. It's another episode of Smart Psychology Podcast. That's right. And it's Monday. So it's the Raw Classics. You get to chill with your boy. That's right. Jay Classic to talk some Monday Night Raw, some sell or no sell. And you know, uh, of course, we got a little dirt sheets we going to dig into and whatnot. So, you know, come on in the room. Come on in the room and let's talk some wrestling. And but before we get into all the, you know, all the good wrestling, that, you know, that happened today on Monday, and even all the good news and everything like that, you already know what I need y'all to. If y'all listening to this right now, whatever device you listening on, whatever you viewing on right now, if you on Facebook, if you on YouTube, if you on Twitter, viewing live, or if you on your audio device right now. And you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, heck, even on Anchor. Here's what I need you to do. Go ahead and share what you're looking at right now or share what you're listening to. Right? Just, just click that share button. Right? That's all I need you to do. Right? Look, look. So I, I can even just put you through it a little bit. So what you need to do is put your device up. Right? Then I need you to, whatever whatever you on, click that share button. Right? So go ahead, like let's say you're on Facebook, right? Go ahead and share it to some groups. You feel me? Share it to every wrestling group you may know, you may see, you feel me? Go ahead and just type in wrestling. You could type in podcast. You could type in whatever you want, but go ahead and share it and let's talk some good old wrestling. Yeah. Once again, man, this is the Raw Classics. And it's your boy. That's right, J Classic here. Here to talk some Monday Night Raw. And y'all, man, let, let me know how y'all doing, man. As y'all come in, hit the comments. You already know we love to have a good little conversation when it comes to these wrestling, wrestling matches and wrestling uh, shows. So let me know, man, how everybody's doing, how everybody's day goes, and how did you enjoy Raw? You can let me know already. Are you selling or no selling for Raw? Let me know. I'm about to go through all of it in a few yeah, man, today was was a pretty good day. I can't, cannot complain, cannot complain. Uh, just, just pretty much did, did pretty much just house stuff today. I uh, just wrestling and house stuff. I, I'm so glad for off days for work, and thank God I'm off on on Mondays. I know, right? Good time, good time. <laughs> but looks like everybody's in the room. The people is here, so you know what? Let's cut the music. Maestro, I, I said cut the music. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And let's get into it and let's talk some wrestling. So, Bell Ringer, can we get some wrestling going on? Thank you. Oh, you know that sounds so good. I, I need another one. Bell Ringer number two. Can I get one? Hey, let's go. And you know, we always love to start out our shows with a little thing we like to call Dirty Talk. Yeah. Oh, God. 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 Shit. All these dirty. God. Damn it. 
All right. Okay. All right. All right. Hey, get, God damn it. All right. Get out my, get out my way. Ah, damn dirt sheets. Crazy. Crazy dirt sheets. But we got some news to talk about. Shout out to WrestleFeed. That's where most of our news are is coming from. And also they do outsource also sometimes to uh, fight for select. So shout out to both of those. That's where most of our news are coming from. But first bit of news that we're talking about, shout out to, again, shout out to WrestleFeed, will be Chris Jericho. And he says that pretty much AEW wouldn't make it to where they are now without him. Uh, we have the direct quote here, and it says, um, here's what the first AEW champion has said. And it says, the company wasn't built around me, but at the risk of sounding egotistical, if there was no Chris Jericho, I don't know if the company would have gotten off the ground as quickly as it did. I say that because I think that time, I think that at, at the time I was the only national kind of superstar name that was involved keep in mind no one really knew cody cody rhodes at the time uh at that point and as much buzz as kenny omega and matt and nick jackson had they were still mostly just kind of regional guys they were worldwide stars but when it comes to national tv in the united states they didn't have experience for that so, uh, man, what y'all think, man? Do, do you think uh, Chris has a great point? Do you, uh, and do you stand on that? Uh, especially I would love to ask my diehard, the diehards, again, I say the diehards, but the diehard AEW fans, you know, do, do you hold true to that? Do you, you know, do you feel that, you know, um, do you think that AEW wouldn't be there without Chris? Or, you know, even let's think about it. Where would it be if Chris Jericho didn't join? What if Chris Jericho would have stayed with WWE? We still had AEW. Of course, we still had the deal, but no Chris Jericho. Where do you think we would have been if there was no Chris Jericho to help with the start of AEW? Go ahead. You know, put that in the comments. Let me know. What, what do you think about? What do you think about that? Do you think? Uh, do you think AEW will still be where it is right now, or do you think you know uh, it will be either real behind or it wouldn't have kicked off like it did? Once again, uh, we're talking about on WrestleFeed, AEW, well, the first ever AEW champion, Chris Jericho, says that AEW wouldn't be where they will or where they are without him. So, again, let me know what you think about it in the comments, and let's have a talk about it. Yeah. The next bit of little news going on. Uh, <laughs> it's not just wrestlers that I see that has a problem with uh the officiating that goes on in AEW. Uh, you know, we had several, uh, several people that have had, you know, comments about how the officiating is, you know, uh, from Jim Cornette to Bully Ray to, you know, like, you know, they always had, you know, always had somebody that was like, yo, this officiating is somebody need to do something about this referee. And, you know, I, I, I can agree. There's sometimes it's like, okay, this match is cool. There's a lot of great moves going on, but this is not making sense. It's, and especially if on, it's, a lot of it is on the referee. Just sad to say, but it is. But there's a one particular referee that I guess gained a little heat with Brian Hebner. And shout out to Brian Hebner too on his podcast, uh, uh, Ref Talk. Shout out to him. 
But yeah, man, Brian Hebner says that uh, AEW referee Bryce Rimsburg is killing, uh, he is killing matches. Yeah, and, and here's his direct quote. Um, he says, I have to call, I have to call the elephant in the room. I have met this guy several times. He's very, he's a very nice guy. It has nothing to do with him as an individual or a human being. Bryce Rimsburg, and once again, a very, very nice guy. It's time for someone to let this guy know he is killing matches and taking away the power and taking away the show and taking away the story because it's not about him. He's overdramatic with too many things. Sometimes I see some things that might make uh, that make me just sit here and really laugh because it actually is funny because that's how outlandish it becomes and nobody's even seeing it. It seems like that works for that company. I think the guy's a good referee, but he's not when he when he does all these things. So if somebody gets slapped, he's grabbing his face. If somebody gets kicked in the back, he's holding his back. He's jumping up and down. He's just over the top. I understand being involved and caring about what's going on in the ring and showing that um, and showing natural. And when I say natural, I'll explain that if you like, but natural expressions. So, um, man, what y'all think about Brian Hebner? It looks like another person on the docket to talk about the refereeing in AEW, man. Um, and I gotta say, I, I, I feel it, you know. Um, some people will say the same thing about you know referee Aubrey Edwards, some people will say the same thing about uh again, you know, Bryce Rent or Rensburg are you know, even if they're not overly dramatic and you know, you know, taken away from the match, sometimes it's just that again, they're just in the wrong place, wrong time. Sometimes they're, they're not doing a regular referee what a referee should be doing, like you know, count outs. There should be no way it takes you 10 seconds to start your 10 second count out. Like it's, it's just, you know, it's just certain things, but Brian Hebner, he, 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 he had that right. Say it. And again, as you see, it was no malice in it. You feel me? But hey, it had to be said. I, I think that needs to be respected. You feel me? It's like, we are in a generation now. I know that you can't really give criticisms anymore or anything. It, it, it's, you're anything else other than what you probably want to hear or what you thought you should hear, and oh, that's it. People are going off the rails. But hey, he has a point, and you know, you know that, that that's just something that can be better done. You know, it's not bearing nobody, but hey, let's do better. You feel me? He said he's a good referee. Let's just do a little bit better. You feel me? It's not, look, no shot on indie shows, but it's not an indie show, so some stuff that you want to pay attention to on TV because it's on TV, you're kind of, you, you know, you're kind of going to have to, you know, that I, yeah, I need my attention on this. So it's understandable. It is understandable. The next bit of news we have, and again, joyous news because we did some Red Cup Awards on this yesterday, but shout out to Wrestle Ops on Twitter, but yes, LA Knight is already listed on the WWE's internal roster going forward. So no more. <laughs> yes, there's no more Maximum Male model. Well, I don't know. 
maybe then we still might have the models, but there's no more <laughs> Max Dupree. <laughs> we have LA Knight back, baby. Yeah. Oh God, I'm so happy. This is gonna be epic. I cannot, I can't wait till he, he does his entrance. I know the crowd's gonna pop. It's gonna be dope as hell. I'm excited. I already know Max excited. It's just gonna be awesome. And you know, and, and then we're gonna see what Triple H could actually have planned for him. Cause that and that was the main problem. It's just the plans that Vince had, you, you see, once again, he really had, didn't have any real plans. You feel me? And speaking of plans, ha! Come on, Segway. Speaking of plans, though, shout out to WrestleFeed once again. We get a uh, backstage news on Cody Rhodes and the WWE Championship. So, you know, earlier in the year when Cody Rhodes did make his return to WWE, everybody was excited, you know, he made his promo about getting his daddy title back from the garden. And it, it just, you had that feel like, oh, yeah, th this is it. This is going to be the plan. This is the plan. This this was Vince's plan for Cody. And, and this is why he brought him back. And, oh, man, this is wonderful. Out of all the stupid shit that he did, I, I might be able to even, you know, be cool with this shit. Yeah, everything, right? Well, sorry to kill your dreams, because nope, that's not what it is. And the article says, earlier this year, Cody Rhodes returned to WWE after six years and became a top babyface on Monday Night Raw. On this very first night on the red brand, he made his intentions clear. He wants to win the WWE Championship, something that his late father, Dusty Rhodes, couldn't. According to Fightful Select, though, before Vince McMahon announced his retirement, he had not solidified plans to have Cody win the WWE Championship or the Universal Championship. Vince was fully on board with having Roman Reigns as the undisputed Universal Champion for the summer and didn't float any ideas for Reigns losing the titles. So there was no plans. So, one, I'll say for everybody that was online saying, oh, well, the plan looked like the plans has changed and ha 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 and all that. There was no plans. So there was no plan for even Triple H to change because clearly <laughs> all that he, uh, Vince had his eye on and his mind on was Cody. He had his eye on the adrenaline. That's, that's all. That's all he cared about. That's it. And, but he just cared about the return and the pop. He, but he wasn't thinking about Roman and the title. He was like, oh, no, he ain't losing that shit, though. No, no. So I I am still a little bit more, after seeing this, I'm a little bit more excited to see what Triple H have planned for Cody. So, some people are still saying that, oh, you know, well, Triple H is about to get his revenge and da-da-da-da. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think so. I don't think Triple H will hold that grudge also because it, this this is a great storyline. It's a great story to do. You feel me? Man, go to the comments real quick. Hey, Rufus Lala in the building on the smart side saying, Adrenaline! That's right. What up, sis? <laughs> you feel me? When you're just talking a little bit of dirt sheet talk. You feel me? A little bit of stuff in the news right now. Talking about your boy, uh... Cody Rhodes, uh, how there was no plans for him to even get the championship. Remember how that was all a conversation? Let me know how you feel about that, that uh, pretty much there was no plans for him at all. So it was just, yeah, you're going to return and, uh, yeah, then you're going to face Seth. Yeah, yeah. Man, uh, 
talk about how you want your uh, you want your title for the daddy in the garden. Yeah, talk about that. That's good shit. Yeah. Well, um, am I gonna read the title? We're gonna talk about that later down the line. Just, just do the promos. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's what happened. So we will see. We will see. But I feel like we will have some actual good shit coming un- from under you know Triple H, even for Cody Rhodes. So definitely hang tight and let's see. Tyne Harris, uh, 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 ah, my sis says, what up? It'd be like that. Yeah, I know. I know, sis. I know. It do be like that. It do be like that. Man, man, man. Let's see what else we got in the news going on. We'll see what else we got in the news. Oh, we already got the Cody Rose news. Oh, there we go. Boom. Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, this one, this one got, this one kind of, uh, Got me a little bit. Uh, Bruce Pritchard reveals that Brock Lesnar broke his nose one time. So you already know. I I had to look deep into this one. This this one was uh this is interesting because I'm like yeah, he already had like a a punchable kind of nose and face. You feel me? It just it just looked it. But to get the quote, it said uh, Brock Lesnar kicked the wall into my face. We were in Nevada. Uh, we was in oh Nova Scotia. Damn. We was in Nova Scotia. We finished up a shoot, and the folks had constructed the wall. Hadn't constructed it very well, and were in the process of trying to get Brock out of his room, of this room that had started to collapse. And Brock didn't feel like waiting. He started, uh, he started moving walls on his own. When he did, that said wall came crashing into my face, broke my nose in three places. And shattered my orbital. God damn. Oof. Damn, bro. You know, it, that thing like the type of guy Brock is. He, he just, man. Oh, okay. All right. Most definitely. I see in the comments, Rufus Lala says, send me the link. Let's try this again. All right. I got you, sis. I'm going to send you it right now. And while while uh, we are, we will wait for my uh, for my sister to get on. How y'all feel about Bruce Pitcher almost getting his nose? Uh, or, or not almost. He got his nose knocked in by Brock Lesnar. I, he feel he he seems like the type of person that just just rushes too much. You feel me? And then he just fuck you up. That's why I like. I feel like I couldn't be Brock's friend. He seemed like a cool person, you know, especially when he was happy cowboy Brock. I, you know, he was cool. You know, he is cool. But uh. No, I wouldn't want to be near you when you're in a rush, bro. I, I just wouldn't want to. I just wouldn't want to at all. Hold on one minute while I send send this real quick to my sis. And as we do this, let, let, let's get a little, uh, let, let's get cracking a little music real quick. Hey. Yeah. Uh-huh. This, that, smart. Psychology. Let's go. Yeah. All right, send it to you, sis. It's on. But yeah, man. Yeah, Bruce Pritchard almost getting his nose knocked in, man. That was, that's, oof. I don't know who I feel bad more for. Bruce or the wall? Because how you just got to be, you know you big as hell. You know nobody should be able to move you like they move you. Like, like they just moved you and then you just got somebody like Brock just doing shit like that like I can just imagine Big Show when he got picked up he was like okay alright like I know you strong enough but uh, shit I, I shouldn't be manhandled like this I don't 
I don't think I should be. I don't think I should be. But yeah, man, that is a little bit of the dirt sheet talk. And as we wait for us, um, uh, wait for my sis, Ruth Sala to get in. Let's just get rid of these dirt sheets because I know she don't like these motherfuckers around. Get, get out of here. Get the fuck out. Get, get out. Get out. Hey, you, all y'all, all y'all motherfuckers, get out. Get, hey, get out. Damn it. You too. Got all these dirt sheets. Okay, okay, okay. They're still here. They're still here. Okay. All right. Get out of my way. Get, leave. I said, leave. Oh, okay. I think they they thought they saw they thought they saw Lala, but she went in the back. <laughs> we'll see. We we'll see when she come back around. But yeah, man, that's it for dirt sheet talk. Now it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. That's when we talk about the show. Uh, today will be Monday Night Raw, but that's when we talk about the show and we recap it and we see what we're selling or no selling, what we liked or didn't like, and we have a full convo on it. So, once again, Bell Ringer, can you give me that bell one time? Thank you very much. Ooh, that just sounds so wonderful. And now let's get a little sell or no sell from Monday Night Raw. And we and you know what my major sale, my major sale for Monday Night Raw is going to be Damage Control. I love the whole story. I love how they was able to spread Damage Control out through the whole show, all the way into you know into that final into the final bit where we will talk about right now, where we had. Uh, Bailey on the ladder above Bianca Belair holding the Raw Women's Championship uh, and just along with Damage Control holding the Tag Team Championships. I, it looks like this can be something. It definitely looks like it could be something. I love how Damage Control came in from day one, how Bailey been calling her shots, how she's you know, going back to try and play in these mind games and it, yeah, it's working out. I'm, I'm loving the story. But let's get into why we selling for this because man again it went into the whole show so we're going to talk about it oh and but before we do but what what come on sis we got the queen that's right we have the champion the bcw women's champion the super saiyan larry god herself miss lucas lala what up sis hey uh, we, we, we need some word. I will say we need some word. I like. I'm, we have audio listeners now. I will say we. I'm, I'm need you to speak. Oh my god, yo, what's up, bro? What's up, man? What it do? What it do, man? We 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 just uh, selling our no selling um, about Monday oh, Night Raw right now. Okay. Oh, there we go. Oh, that yeah yeah championships. See see, we saw a lot of that tonight. So yeah, we need that. Yeah, show that again. Show that one more time. Show that one more time. Just, just show it again. Show show it to them. Oh, yeah, yeah, there we go. Mm-hmm. And for our audio listeners, y'all should jump over to YouTube and go look what happened because she just flashed a championship on y'all and she's just studying on y'all. So I'm just saying, so I, I think y'all might want to see it instead of just listening to it. So I'm just saying, but yes, yeah, uh, how did you feel about um Monday Night Raw? Did you watch it? Did you hey, not watch you know, it? I came on here to talk to you. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I got I gotta make sure and see if you watched it or not and see. 
Uh, oh, and, and wait, we have in the comments, we got Young Rich Skinny that says, Oop, La La Legend is back. Hey, yep, the turn up is in. The turn up is here. But yeah, we start, uh, we're starting to sell our no sell on Monday Night Raw. And the, like I said, the first thing I'm overselling that I'm liking about Monday Night Raw is the storyline when it comes to damage control. Um, Bailey, Eosky, uh, sorry, I'm still used to saying Eosky, Eosky, and um, Dakota Kai. I'm loving the whole storyline. I like how they spread it through the uh, through the show. We started off with um, Candice LeRae going up against Dakota Kai. Good to see good to see Candice LeRae back. First of all, and wait, first of all, how did you how did you feel um, when it came to uh, Candice LeRae return? Are the news about the return? I'm mad you. I'm mad you admit you while I ask you questions. I'm so mad. Um, Candace Ray is cool as shit. She's a sweetheart. I've I've been honored enough to meet Candace a couple of times. Um, to see the women's division getting the attention that it needs, and like we're getting storylines. Anybody who knows me knows I'm really big on storylines. So mm-hmm. the fact that we have a story going and there's a foundation, I'm I'm for it. So yeah, man. And this this and this foundation is going real good. This is definitely going very well. Like I said, this the uh, damage control has been making making moves. Like Bailey has been calling her calling her shot every time and hitting it. Shoot, she uh she as they say she she pinned Bianca at Clash of the Castle. Uh, you know, she already called about um, Eos, uh, Sky and Dakota Kai winning the tag team titles, they did it, so they're calling these shots. Uh, it's, it's going through. So, do you think that uh, this is going to be a for sure win for Bailey? How the string rules? Um, I don't know, I can see it happening. Mm-hmm. You know, but at the same time, Bianca's been on the road. It's true, very true. So if I'm going, it's hard because they're they're two individuals that are massively marketable. So, okay. I mean, either way it goes. Triple is gonna have something that can be marketed off of it, but I feel like Bianca's not gonna lose it at Extreme Rules. I feel like mm. she's gonna almost, and it's gonna be like you know, it's gonna be close. But I feel like this is just gonna be like another obstacle that fucking Bianca's gonna bust out the water, and she's gonna pull something out of out of out of her hat. So all together, it's gonna be a bomb ass match. Oh hell yeah! Oh hell yeah! And, and also, uh, let, let us not also forget that once again they are making history because I do believe they, they said this is the first ever one-on-one women's ladder match for the World Women's Championship. I do believe that that is the yeah that's the history they're making. So they making history on top of it. So it's, it's going to be dope. It's going to be dope as hell. And to speak on the history making moment, they even had the contract signing, which. They um Bailey agreed. Look, okay, look, I promise 
I will not bring my girls out for this shit. We're going to be face to face. We here. So they get to talking. Ba- you already know. Ba- Bailey Bailey on the mic. I, I love it. I love it. I, I love I, I, I've been loved ever, ever since she uh, she took off the ponytail and she started ding dong. Uh, hello. It's, it's been wonderful. So um, I love the kind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had to say hello like that. OK. Hello. OK. I, I can't say it as good as Bailey. Did you though? I did. did you really though? Hello. All right. That's I said it again just for you. But um, even Bianca came back with with some good shots. Pretty much saying, "Oh well, you know, you you're pretty much saying that you know I'm I was just your placeholder. You can beat me, but you have still never been able to find a way to." That stung. That 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 kind of stung because it's true. It's true. Uh, she she had a point. Uh, Bailey had a point that said, "Well, you know, I had a reason, and it wasn't just because that you slammed me on a ladder at Hell in a Cell, but I had a reason for this because you like to work alone, and I got people." So she already just said her plan is she gonna have EO and uh, Dakota with her. That that's so it's pushing me towards thinking that Bailey might win. It's pushing me towards. That's the only thing, and they injured Oscar. And they were, damn, they they fucked up Alexa too. So that, that's the only thing. That, so after seeing all that, I might have to go Bailey. I might for my prediction for. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. Look, look 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 at this destruction. Look look at all this. Look, look at this. I mean, but I mean that still don't mean shit though. But all right, you know what I'm saying. I'm, okay. You know I'm all right. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So yeah, and, and then also Candace. Le- I did not expect Candace LeRae to pick up her first loss already. Though. That's one thing I would say that I didn't expect, but it was a great match. So um, you said it wasn't a the- great match. I said it was. It was a great match. I said it was. I just didn't expect. I didn't just didn't expect uh, Candace LeRae to get her first loss so soon, but. Again, but if it's like uh, it, it was a great high caliber match, and also if it, it's in the uh, the storyline of damage control, so I was cool with it. Um, I don't think it was you know a bad thing per se. Let's go to the comments real quick and let's see what's going on. We have young uh, young rich skinny says, "Oh, Candice Queen, the star of the show. I can see her being the the uh being in the war games match. Hopefully, on the face side." Yeah, I can see Candace on there. I would, I was still thinking about who who can be there, but it, what you know what Candace might take Oscar's uh Oscar's place because they kind of low key injured her, you know, with the chair. You you with the patting of the lips, I cannot. <laughs> do you do you have do you, uh do you have any uh thoughts on this comment right here of Candace being on the face side of a War Games match? I can because she was in the other war games mm-hmm. match, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Yeah, she was. So I can I can see her doing that. Um I just want to make sense. I'm here for it. it looks, I feel uh, like maybe yeah. it's setting up for them to bring back somebody else. I don't know. We're gonna have to just see. Mm. Mm. More returns. 
more returns. We're, we're, we're already going to talk about some more returns that we're anticipating to happen too. But yeah, that that was. I think Candice LeRae would be a good addition to because I, I, I first when they first com, like combined, I'll, I'll admit when they first combined Bianca, Oscar, and Alexa, it was just it just felt like they just blended them. It didn't feel like they really had a reason, you know, and you know, really, really, yeah, damage control was there, but it was like. All right, it, it 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 almost felt like when they just put people together to try to beat the Nexus at first, and it was like, yeah, y'all together, but it's I, I'm I don't know yet. <laughs> but I think Candice uh, Candice will be a good addition, and again, the way they're doing the storyline is it's getting better and better. I'm I'm liking the team now more and more, but yeah, I think Candice will work out. It is five on five, one, two, three, four. Yeah, there will be one more. There would be one more. Uh, return actually. did you literally discount i did no i'm trying to think because i'm like yeah we yep yeah, we need one more we need one more person so i'm trying to think who will return hmm. can't wait to see can't wait to see let's uh let's see also young rich Kenny says why did bailey drag bianca like that though she keep on grabbing that damn hair i'm she she is very persistent with this goddamn ponytail cr- uh, grab this this is very hmm <laughs> She had to drag her like that. She had to. I'm like, do, do we all? Do we really have to go there? We really have to? Uh oh. <laughs> you good, la? <laughs> Tristan says, Auntie Ruthless Hi, was. She said, "What's up? Don't delete that Stop. photo. Flex Stop on it. it. Uh oh. Stop it. Uh oh. Stop it. Uh oh. Brush your mouth. Hush up." <laughs> Tristan also says Pam didn't have to yeet Bianca by the braid like that. I to see again. Exactly. She did not. Black and brown, we need to be sticking together. Man, I just I thank thank you. We do. We do. Uh let's see. Tristan says that sold like selling block. Bro, you would need sales. You would need sales. <laughs> Tristan also says uh war games in Boston. Boss bike. Would you like to answer that, sis? I take your silence as a no. It's in Boston. Mm-hmm. People are crazy in Boston. Mm-hmm. So it only makes sense. But like for me, None of the war games are going to be solidified until Triple H at least gets William Reed to come back and announce war games. Like, war games is not it's not the same without William Regal, you know, announcing it. It's just... I'm and, not and you, know, and you know what's crazy? It's actually not the same either way, because you remember they did try it on AEW and he said blood and guts and it did not have the same feeling as when he said war games. I will admit it's not. Blood and guts. It's, it's not it's not the no, it's not the same. It's not it's not it's not war games. It's not, it's not. So it yeah, it, it didn't have the same feel. So yeah, either way, yeah, we need we need that. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, one day down the line we will get that. And also before we get to the next sale, uh Tristan says, and Naomi joins the bloodline at Survivor Series. Hmm. I'll be down with that. You know, we might, might, you know, might as well have some more official family in there. We already got an honorary ooze, you know. 
And also speaking of Naomi, shout out, shout out to her because she she's dedicated too. Because when they had that uh that 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 crawfish boil, she said, "If the only thing that's real and that matters is family." And look at the bottom, who she tagged? Sammy Zayn. He's an honorary. Ooh, he's family. He's super family. Okay, I'm excited for this shit. Excited for Sammy. That's right. Excited for that. Good job. Good job, Sammy. Honorary use. Do you need a moment? No, I already had it. That's it. I just I was excited. Yes, that's right. I, I'm look, I'm getting all the excitement because when he turns, I mean or when they turn on him, it's gonna be it's gonna be like, oh because <laughs> we already thought it was gonna happen when he uh when he gave him the new shirt <laughs> and we was getting ready for it. So I already know when it happens, it's it's about to be <laughs> I mean, they shouldn't turn on Sam because I mean he ain't done nothing. Huh? He ain't done nothing. Leave Sam be, all right. You know, Sam is just trying to kick it with the homies. That's it. That's it. He's trying to kick it with the homies. But his main homie is saying, Hey, kick it with me, and he won't even kick it with his main homie, Kevin Owens, you know, KO. He's right. He's right there. He, he. Hey, buddy. Hey. He don't know the handshake though. He don't know the handshake though. They never had a handshake. <laughs> oh. I'm not dealing with you. So let let me know, sis. Um, I, I know you've pro probably been seeing clips. So are you selling or no selling the feud between Seth Rollins and Matt Riddle? Oh, bro, I'm here for this. This shit's hilarious. Oh. <laughs> oh. I haven't been watching it. I'm, I'm not I'm not going to lie because I've been having a lot going on. But from the clips that I have seen from the first time when he was like, hey, yo, Matt, you still there? Want to talk, talk about your family? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> he did it. Oh, 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 my God. Oh, shit. This, oh, it's my. <laughs> hey, sis, he did it again. He did it again today. And today it was even worse because pretty much they had their face-to-face, -face, but the rule was in this one, of course, they cannot touch each other. They cannot fight. So it had to be in the same room, face to face, could not fight. So they were pretty much, pretty much up close, face to face the whole time. And Seth came up to Matt, and he was like, oh, <laughs> "You think you ain't gonna hit me, huh?" <laughs> I bet that's what you wish you could do with your wife. Oh, that's right, you ain't got one. I said, "No, no." He said, oh, no, no, don't hit me. Don't hit me. Because remember, we got a big money match. And you're going to need that money because I heard child support is a lot. <gasps> yeah, yeah. I I don't know how Matt, is, Matt Riddle is keeping this shit. Because I'm like, bro, like, that's an instant. Like, remember when Mike Epps was on all about the Benjamins? He hit the one-two on the, on the elbow in the fist? That's what he would have got. Uh, that's it. What? what? Well, look. I am going to let you finish conducting uh, your live. Uh, I had a very, very, very rough weekend. My body hurts. I tried to hang out with you as much as I can. Oh, my God. So check this out. Um, uh -oh. I'm going to get out of here. 
Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna need you to check your messenger because, and I'm a, I'm gonna still be looking on Facebook and watching you because when your expression hits while you're still alive, I just oh. You know what? We're we're gonna make that the last match. We're gonna make that the last match. So uh, yeah. So send that in in the messenger. I'm gonna I'm gonna see what it is, and we're we're gonna we're oh, gonna see. Oh yeah. Gonna... Oh no, no no. I'm about to do it right now. Yeah. Like look. All right. Love you. Everybody say peace. The roof is la la. The champ was in the building. But yeah, man. Uh, we 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 gonna see. Oh Lord. Oh God. I just thought about it. I, I just really just agreed to do a live reaction for the last match. Okay. Whew. All right. We're going to see what that was. But um, <laughs> let's get into, again, my next sale. Like I said, it's Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins, man. Like I said, it, it, it just it's so real. It's one of those to where you feel like this feud is a reputable feud. Like, it's real. It's real stakes. It's real. It, you know, both people have real reasons to be angry. It's not, you know, it's not because, oh, you know, you're not my friend anymore. Like, it's real shit. So I, I'm loving all of it. I'm loving every bit of it. And even before we got uh, Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins in his total heel fashion, after a match we'll talk about between Bobby Lashley and um, Mustafa Ali, Seth Rollins came in and just cursed dumped everybody and said, bring Matt ass out here. <laughs> and as I told with this, la la, they had a back and forth words. Um, you had Riddle pretty much telling Seth, look, you think you won't be good in this, but you've never been in a cage fight. You've never been in this type of fight. You may have, you may have, you know, dominated every other match, you know, Helen sell all that, but this is a whole nother beast right here. And I think Seth should, he should listen. He should listen. I, I really feel like he's, he's going to over, over be too overconfident. And yeah, that's going to be his downfall. Let's go to the uh, comments real quick. Tristan says, it's going to be a sad day when the tribal chief uh, crucifies the poor, hairy Canadian. It is. It is. that. That's why I, I am just, I'm, I'm reveling in everything good for the honorary ooze so far. So. Uh, okay, De- definitely looking for that. Then next, uh, Tristan says, Daniel Cormier going to knock fire from uh, Music Minister Rollins on Saturday. <laughs> Not Music Minister. <laughs> and you know what? But do you actually think that we will get a, a referee um, insertion? Like he's actually going to fight? I, I didn't think about that. Like, because remember, before I did ask, you know, how much sports entertainment and, you know, uh, between sports entertainment and real fighting are they going to put in this fight? Let me know. Let me know. Let me know. Oh, uh, okay. I see. I can't wait for the last match. Uh, uh, my sis, Mrs. Lala, said, check your messenger. Hold on one minute, y'all. Let me check this out real quick. Let's see what's. Oh. Yeah, we we gonna talk about this. We gonna we gonna talk about this bit of news. You know what? Y'all hang tight too. Y'all. Oh, all right. Okay. 
And funny thing, we're, we I got an announcement about this person too. So we we're gonna tie all that in later. It oh okay. All right, Let, let's go back to the comments real quick. Also, uh Tristan says sold like riddles belongings during yard sale. Yeah, where are these sales coming from? Like <laughs> and Tristan says, night auntie, don't hurt them. Oh man, wait till you see. Wait, wait till you see what I saw, bro. Wait until you see. But yeah, man, Matt Riddle and Seth, I'm definitely giving giving all of it a full sale. It is, man, it's one of the greatest things on Raw right now. And definitely you have made Raw so much more watchable and so much better. Okay, I got you. And then after this, I would like to sell about, like I said, I did talk about the match. So I want to sell for Mustafa Ali, man. I am so glad they finally are using him. And it looks like they have a plan for him to make him look actual legit. Like, I, I like it. So pretty much we had Mustafa Ali interrupting Bobby Lashley when he was doing an interview. And he told him, look, you're talking about you ready for all comers. I've been waiting since day one. And I never get my chance. I'm just waiting for somebody to say, hey, yo, let's go. You got a chance. So he, so at first, Bobby tried to give him a little, oh, well, you know, keep fighting. He gets yours, little buddy. He even gave him a pat on the head. He really didn't, but I felt like he did. If you heard his voice, he pat him on his head in his mind. He like, oh, well, good job. He really did. <laughs> but I think Mustafa Ali felt that, too. Because his eyes changed and he slapped the shit. I swear, slapped the shit out of Bobby Lashley and told him, no, I I'm serious. I want a match now. I want a match. Like, nah, I don't want to wait. I don't want to keep on having matches to probably get a match. No, I want my chance. And he damn sure got that shit. And, oh, man, he showed a lot of heart. He showed a lot of heart. He uh, This is the best. I say this is the best I've seen Mustafa Ali in the ring and on tv and oh god i don't know how long i i say i take this back even in losing effort i'll take this back to 205 live days like when you were like oh this oh he's going like yeah like i i see that same potential in him again and uh i see triple h is you know showing that still again so i'm man this is yeah. This is gonna be good. Uh, Rufus Lala said, "Not the mind yet. It is mine. You can tell in his mind. He he, he was patting him on his on his head because he literally told him. He said, oh, well, you know, hey, buddy, when you go ahead and uh do some more matches, you'll get your chance. Like he 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 talked to Mustafa Ali like that one football commercial when the little kid was like, hey, average Joe." Can I have a jersey? He was like, sure, kid. And he threw him the jersey. That's what he sounded like. Like, he just wanted to pat him on the head like he was just a little kid fan. I was like, no. <laughs> so, I, hey, I kind of can't blame Mustafa for the slap. He's like, I need some respect. I'm a grown-ass man. He was, he needed that. He needed that. But but he got his ass whooped like a grown man, too. Because he wasn't done slapping Bobby. No, no, no. Like I said, he was holding it in there. Bobby was, was like, laying it into him. He, he Man. He gave him almost all his pass finishers, and he kicked out of them. Um, just slammed them left and right, and then you have um, you have offense coming from um, Mustafa Ali here and there. 
but he's still holding in there. That's the main thing. He was still holding in there, even with Bobby Lashley, even to the point where Bobby told him, hey, look, just stay down, stay down. And Mustafa just can't stop slapping people because he slapped the shit out of Bobby again. And I think this is the best face I've ever seen in my life from Bobby. This shit. I, I need somebody to give me a caption of Bobby's face after he got slapped. This was this this was perfect for Halloween. This he looked like a vein is about to pop out of the side of his head. <laughs> Oh, my God. But the slap enraged Bobby to the point where he said, screw it. He took the man outside, hit him, hit his head on about two uh, two ring posts, and even threw him over the barricade, tried to get a count-out win, and still didn't get it. Man, I mean, Mustafa Ali showed some great, great fight in this match. But it is, of course, it still came down to Bobby Lashley get the spear, then Bobby Lashley get the hurt lock, and you already know hurt lock that's it. But Mustafa Ali still did not tap out; he passed out, and that was the losing. <laughs> that was the losing uh, fate of Mustafa Ali. But they still are building him up to look, you know, to look. I say, like I said, even strong in the feet. He wouldn't give up. He wouldn't tap, and. Even even in the full match of it all, you know he he showed that major underdog feel. So I can see I can see Mustafa Ali getting some type of push probably soon, especially again with Triple H in, in charge. It can happen. You never know. Maybe we might get the Cruiserweight Championship back. Maybe we can replace the twenty four seven Championship with the Cruiserweight. Ooh, I like the sound of that. Hmm. Triple H, if you're bugging the show anytime, if you're listening, just. You could take that idea. Just bring back the cruiserweight championship because that was cool. Just book them right, and then you know, just 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 throw away that twenty four seven championship. Just throw it away. Just just throw it away. Whatever you do, just just tie it up. You know, just tie it a little knot. You know, bag it tight and throw it away. That's all I need you to do. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Let's go to the comments real quick. Tristan says his face said, "Nigga, how dare you?" It did. It. His face was like the audacity of this motherfucker. Like he just, <laughs> he just couldn't believe Mustafa Ali slapped the shit. He slapped the he slapped some of the black off him. Like I swear he got he got lighter in the face. That's why he was like, oh, 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 you really slapping over here, huh? Okay, the audacity. Tristan also says, I thought Bobby should have put Ali in the baby boy headlock. Yo, yo! Could you imagine if he did that and he even talked like uh Vin Rhymes in the in the ring mic? Oh yeah, oh Mustafa, yeah, mm. oh yeah, yo, you want me to let go? Call for your mama, Mustafa. Call for your mama. Call for your mama. Yeah, smack him on top of the head. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think that out of all the pop culture uh, references that wrestling already does, that would have been one of the top ones and I would have died laughing. I would have died laughing. Oh man. But again, once again, definitely selling for Mustafa Ali and Bobby Lashley match and Mustafa Ali getting a, like I said, I feel like he's getting put in the right direction now. 
So good kudos on that. My next fail, my next fail, my next fail is going to be for none other than our boy. That's right, the grown man himself, Dominic Mysterio. Or as we call him now, Dom Dom. Yeah, man. Dom, Dom Dominic Mysterio, uh, Ray Mysterio, and AJ Styles. This whole thing, this whole storyline. I'm I'm loving it. I love how it flourished. I love how they took a shit. <laughs> situation and what they did with edge and switching all that shit until now judgment day looks again they, they, they look a little bit better they, they're looking more and more like a actual faction that can say yeah we can run shit especially i say out of everybody everybody and look with full respect to finn and i know he won his titles and you know some people say oh no well you know if anybody was the leader it'll be finn but if anybody looks like the leader I'll say if either will be Rhea or Damien. Damien, I say his evolution while being in the Judgment Day on the main roster, I feel like it's the best out of everybody because it's just, oh, my God, just the promos are much better. The the, the presentation, the matches, every, it, it, he became the full rock star package. He already was that when he was the Archer of Infamy on NXT. He, it just felt like he just took that, put that in Judgment Day, and now – that's it. Just man, let it fly. It's awesome. But also another person that got his voice is a young Damo, Dom Dom. And even though he is it's still a little bit light, you know, he still have the the little voice and a little bit. But it, you know, it kind of got louder. And he said, "Everybody asked me, you want to know who I want, mommy or poppy? <laughs> I told you who I don't want." Don't want my dad. I hate you, dad. I was like, damn. <laughs> here we go again. This, and first of all, here's my question. I had to think about this. Even though I'm selling for this, here's my question. With all this shit that's going on, and again, I, I just had to I had to put my smart psychology in this. With all this shit that's going on with Dominic and um and Rey Mysterio. Where the hell is Dominic staying? Is there like a, is there like a Judgment Day apartment building or something? Is there like a Judgment Day uh, uh little lair or something that they got that he's staying at right now? Because I'm like, I, how are you staying in the same house, going back home with your daddy, but then be like, all right, uh, I'm going with Judgment Day now. Fuck you, dad. It it just seems that's the only thing that kind of kills it for me. And it's funny when you see all the memes, you know, like especially when he does anything to his dad, and it's like, oh, uh. Damo and Ray in the car together on the way home. You feel me? And it's it's because it, it really you got to think about that. Like, dude, you as far as we know, you still live in the same house. So how in the hell as are is these conversations not being had at home? Who the hell is is raising this child? Who <laughs> the mom's not even there no more. So who, who is this? Who who is it? Who is it? I. Oh God, I, I, that, that's the only thing that bothers me. But I still love this storyline. Um, in the match between you had you had a tag team match with um, what's it called? No, not not tag team match. Sorry, you had um, AJ Styles going up against a one. No, you had AJ Styles and Damian Priest going up against. Uh, I mean, AJ Styles and Rey Mysterio going up against Damian Priest and Finn Balor. God, my tongue is tied. Please forgive me. And man, this was 
it was a great match. It was a great match. It, it told a story all the way through. One, it told the story of um, Finn still trying to get AJ to join the Judgment Day. And it, it, he even told the story, uh, even tells the story of, look, look, you see, we beat you down, but I didn't end you. I didn't end you because you're still my friend. You're still my brother. I still want to give you a chance to come on and join the Judgment Day. I, it's getting very interesting. And uh, let me know what you think in the comments. Do you think AJ Styles would join the Judgment Day? And how do you think that will go? Do you think it will become, you know, even more better? How do you think How do you think AJ will be as a Judgment Day member? Hmm, that would be, I think it will be interesting. Let's go to the comments real quick. Tristan says, Damian Priest listened to, uh, listened to Man in the Mirror while he applies mascara after the orgy. Really? This is what we doing. This who Tristan? Who we? What did Damien do to you, bro? What did Damien do to you? Tristan also says you would think after all of the alleged uh pegging that Dom Dom voice uh <laughs> oh after all the alleged pegging that Dom Dom gives, his voice would be deeper, but he definitely a screamer. <laughs> and Tristan says he's selling uh, the Judgment Day like Dom sold his soul to Rhea. And you know what? Hey, I think every man right now would agree, bro. Go ahead and sell it. You, hey, from what you're getting, I, hey, go ahead, bro. Go ahead. I, you are a grown man now. Look at that smile. Look, and hey, look. That's how you know. That's how you know. That was some good, that was some good stuff. I'm just saying, when you get so grown that you could tell your daddy, I hate you, and not get your ass whooped. Yeah, that Poonani strong, that Poonani strong. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, them thighs, them thighs did something. I'm, that's all I'm saying. But I'm definitely selling for the Judgment Day. Tristan says, I'm starting with the man in the mirror. I can't, I can't, I, I can't. <laughs> leave Damien alone <laughs> well we're getting close to the uh to, to the rest of the show these are my least sales but still was kind of kind of okay um my first least sale but I still give it a little bit we're still ongoing with the chasing of the Miz from Dexter Loomis we see that Dexter Loomis is going to uh, probably be crashing a certain party for The Miz for his birthday. Uh, we see The Miz was on the phone with Maurice saying, all right, look, we, we need we need ample security for my party. We need everything. And the whole time the cameraman tried to tell him, hey, somebody's behind you. But he didn't listen, of course. And somehow he ended up getting knocked out in the backstage area. And out of everybody to find a picture on him, Johnny Gargano taps The Miz and shows him a drawn picture of Dexter Loomis behind the Miz in the shadows with a birthday cake in front of him. So there's no telling what can happen next week. Um, definitely selling for it. You know, it, it wasn't, you know, it didn't do too much in the show here or there for me, but it, it was definitely sports entertaining. And I'm selling for the Miz stuff it, all the time. It's, it was good. It was definitely good. Good shit. <laughs> as the former boss would say. But my very least sell, and I must least sell it, 
um, it's the whole Braun Strowman and uh, Alpha Academy stuff. I am trying my best. I, I'm selling for Johnny. I'm selling for Johnny. Johnny Gargano, again, I'm loving to see his return, his matches. Good stuff. Um, we had Johnny Gargano, first of all, facing Otis. And so, you know, you had the big guy versus the smaller guy, even though they're kind of almost the same height. But, you know, size-wise, you know, bigger guy versus smaller guy type of match. It was a good match. Of course, you know, uh, you had Austin Theory at the side, for uh, at ringside for commentary. So, of course, there had to be some haberdasheries. And this ends in a no disqualification. They're jumping Johnny Gargano. And, of course... Who comes to save him? None other than Braun Strowman, who already had a match with um, Chad Gable. So, hey, he just said, bring the referee in. Let's have the match right now. So we get the match right after. And, well, we already knew what was going to happen. You feel me? So, you know, it, it, it went it went by pretty quick. So that that's my leaf fail, though. It's, it's neither here nor there for me. It's, it's, it's you know... I, Yay, that Braun is back. Cool. But it's like, okay, you're one, you're killing another tag team. Let, let's just say, I'm the main problem when Braun was there, you know, what was, I mean, there, like he's not there now. Was in, when, when Braun was in WWE, the main problem was when they booked him, he mostly was killing tag teams. And it's like, yo, it's bad enough the tag teams wasn't having, you know, wasn't being broadcasted like they should have. But then you have them keep on getting killed by Braun or somebody else, but mostly it was Braun. And he was killing all the tag teams, both of everybody. So, it, you know, it was crazy. That's the only thing that is just feeling stale for me. You know, I just, I, I don't, I just, it still has that feeling that, that, oh God, I feel bad for the tag team feeling. And that's the only reason why I put that in the low sale or no sale section. Just you know, I, I stop stop doing that to tag teams. All of them, stop! Don't don't do it. Just please, we're trying to save them. Please, and uh, that was your Monday Night Raw. Oh wait a minute, I can't forget, and I almost did. Can't forget about the little bit of um, of course, clues that popped up because as we see, yes, again we had the contract signing between Bailey and. Bianca Belair, but as Corey Graves picks up the contract, we see there's a barcode on the back of the contract. And then there was also a barcode that popped up during the backstage segment, again with Bianca Belair, um, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka when they were talking to Candice. And we have a little bit of insight on what that was. Because, of course, questions went around. You want to fight for select, you know, hit it up. And, um, you know, of course, well, it was too fast for me. I had to grab my phone, and I was watching all my phones, and I had to turn on the TV. So I couldn't really catch it, but some somebody did. Shout out to uh, Draven, a.k.a. at Wrestling Covers, that put out what the message was. And it said the hidden code. That was on the barcode. So pretty much on the barcode, it was a hidden code, almost coded like Predator. But when you un, uh, when you you know unlock the hidden code, it says before things created were none, save things internal, and internal I endure. 
abandon all hope, ye who exit here. Yeah, I, I, I think it's getting closer and closer to this is Bray. This is definitely Bray. But I think the only now question is, is it the Fiend? And again, I asked that question because, again, remember there was a uh, there was new um, we've talked about the dirt sheet news and we talked about seth rollins speaking on you know how he felt the thing killed you know other wrestlers theme and stories and it was hard to tell a story so do you think they'll bring back the fiend or is bray Wyatt giving us some, some newness something that you know won't take away from the story but still will be as awesome as the fiend? i think he can do it i think he probably will but you guys let me know in the comments but again yeah now now i can say that was Monday Night Raw. That was the sell on no sell. All in all, for Raw, I will sell for it. It got me ready for um, it got me ready for Extreme Rules, which I am man, I am actually excited for. Every match seems like it's going to be actually extreme. You feel me? And and not not cliche extreme because I remember at first they would just put matches together just to put them, no stakes, no reason. It's just, well, it's stream rules, so let's have a tables match, brother. No, like that's, that's not what I needed. I need a story behind this shit. And every match, that's extreme. Have a story behind it on why it is and why it's what match it is. We even had a um, backstage segment from Edge and him speaking on his, you know, his career and when he had to end it. And now, you know, he never thought that there was a chance. But then when he became older, he found out there was. Now he might not have that much time left. But, oh, but. And then, oh, that's the main important part, that but. But he said, but that's what I need for this match. For an I quit match versus Finn Balor. Man, it's great stuff. Great Raw. I'm definitely selling for it. Let me know in the comments how are you feeling. Yeah, every match feel like, well, you know what? I don't go in the comments. Let you know what I'm doing. Young Rich Skinny asks every match. When I said every match, feel like extreme rules. The only match I'll say that don't, and I know you're not gonna like it, Young Rich Skinny. But I spoke on this yesterday. The only match I feel like that is kind of pointless, and it's the match. I didn't say the story, but it's well, kind of the story too. They come to the match, but the only match I feel like is unneeded is uh, the Liv Morgan and. Ronda Rousey match. Not needed. It's going to be extreme, probably. And, it's you know, yeah, Liv's going to pull out a lot of weapons. Cool. But, you know, what's it called? Ronda already made a good point. Great point. Why should she be worried about an extreme rules match when she's already as extreme as being a human weapon, we already know she can whoop her ass without weapons. So we know you need the weapons. It, it just, it just, it's just one of those. But other than that, yes, every match seems like a good match with story because of story. Like I said, I, I would understand if even she said, you know what? I'm going to show you I can beat you at your own game. Uh, You know, let's. Let's have some type of fighting match. Let, let's have like you know, some, you know, do, let's let's have a brawl or something. Let's do that. But when she said extreme rules, still happening in the ring, still gonna let, let me see you do some more because it's just it's it's not about it because I never said you couldn't pick up a bat. I never said she couldn't do that. We already know she's an underdog, so it's just 
But yeah, definitely, definitely a good Raw. Let me know in the comments, how did you feel about this Monday Night Raw? And also, um, are you selling or no selling? And were you feeling it? Uh, let's go to the comments real quick. I already know you're going to try to grill me right now. And it's going to be a full conversation before we get to the last match. So let, let's see what's going on right now. Tristan says, Buddy is for sure watching in the corner with the black light on. <laughs> He's like, yes. Come on, Dom Dom. Come to the house of black. <laughs> No, no, it's okay. Buddy just want to watch and judge how everything's going. <laughs> Bars, Judgment Day, Alpha Black. <laughs> uh, Tristan also says, props to Angle Light, uh, Angle Light Gable for Suplex and Strowman. Yeah, I'll give him that. Yes. Um, and also, I'll give him, it was a good match. He, he, you know, Gable, of course, showed his strength and showed why he is, a, he is an Olympian of all Olympians. But uh, again, like I said, it's just a storyline. It's just, it, it drags for me. So I couldn't even really stay into the match for me. For me. For me. Tristan also says, um, partially sold like, uh, like, <laughs> wait, so, partially sold like panties in Japanese vending machines. Yo, these sales are, uh, yo, we gonna have to talk, bro. We gonna have to talk about these sales. We're going to have to talk about these <laughs> Let's see what else. Okay, we got Young Rich India that says, The White Rabbit will be Eva Marie. I'm going to skip that one. I'm going to skip that one. Because I, I, I it do not need to be Eva. Just, just whoever Eva is right now. Just stay right there. Stay right there. Stay there. Uh, Tristan says, but what butt? Booty butt. Booty butt, booty butt cheeks. Why? Why? <laughs> I have a feeling that that is in, um, that is in response to me talking about Bailey. And of course, yeah, she got them cheeks. Young Rishkini says, you would say live, always coming from my sister. First of all, I wasn't, I wasn't coming for live. I'm coming for how they're booking her. Come on now. Uh, Young Rashini says, now when she still the uh, now when she still the show again. Still the show. When did she still the when when did she still the show? Please, please tell me when when did Liz steal the show? She she probably, you know, had a good moment, but still the show? Still the show. Man. Let's see. Young Rashidi says, is that 2K22 playing in the background? <laughs> actually, no. Nah, it's, um, it's Royal Rumble paused right now. It's actually paused right on the part when, um, when uh, what's it called? Nia Jax got uh, RKO'd by Randy Orton. Good time. Good times. Matt, what up, bro? He says, oh, damn, what's going on? What's going on, man? He says, man, Raw was wild tonight. Man, we had a Man, for real. Full talk. Sell or no sell. We man, we were talking about everything, man. Check it out. Check it out. Matt also says, how y'all been? 
Man, been doing good, man. Welcome to the smart side. You feel me? We just over here, you know, talking for Monday Night Raw. We just been grinding and doing our thing. You feel me, bro? Good to have you in. Good to have you in, man. Young Rich Kenny says, oh, my God, Money in the Bank, SmackDown, and England pay-per-view. That, okay, that did not steal the show. Money in the Bank, not a show stealer. She had a moment. I would even admit that for Big E. Big E didn't steal the show, but he had a great moment. Okay. Uh, SmackDown. What SmackDown did she steal a show in? You, are you talking about when they when when the cameraman had the good little camera angle over her butt cheeks when she was coming down, jumping from the uh jumping into the what when she put what's her name to a table, Lacey Evans? What that she didn't have to do? That didn't make sense at all? When she could have done some extreme shit in the match, but even the match was a normal match. To, again, it's not against Liv, but the booking. The booking is not it, I'm sorry, it's just it, it, I'm sorry. It's not believable for me. It's it's the end for me. It's an ant against Shayna. No, no, no. I did no, no. <laughs> it didn't do it for me. It didn't, not for me. Uh, what's it called? Younger Shimmy says, oh, that boring rumble. What the word rumble is not boring, first of all. Uh, Tristan says, uh, Screech need RKO back. Yeah, man. For real, man. We, we, we need the RKO back, man. We need it. We need it. I can't wait to, man, we might get a return. Maybe not the fight pit, but I say Survivor Series might get a return for Randy Orton. I know the report said probably Royal Rumble, but I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm feeling Survivor Series. Matt Box says, I missed the Braun Strowman match. It was, it was a good match. It was a good match. Um, before, before I tell you why I know sell it, let me tell you why I would sell it. It was a good match. Um... Gable showed again, like I said, why he is a true Olympian by picking up Braun Strowman for a suplex and actually giving him a belly back, a belly to back suplex. It was awesome. It was wonderful. Um, but like I guess, like I said, for me, yeah, just again, as I said, storyline and the way these are going, I'm just I'm getting dragged out on the whole Alpha Academy thing because like you're making them look silly still. But then give them good matches, so I'm confused on this shit. It's just, yeah. Shoes! I'm not, you just, just. Uh, take the shoes away. Take the shoes away, please. <laughs> um, Young Rich Skinny says, uh, what um, What did Biggie even do at Money in the Bank? What do you mean, what did he even do? He won the Money in the Bank! The fact that you had to add what? Okay. Well, okay. And see that—that's the way I feel about live. Sometimes, uh, or the live win. I mean the title match. I mean the title win, not the money to make briefcase. Because it happened so quick. Same thing they said about. Same thing they said about. Uh, again, same thing they said about Biggie. Just saying. I said, did, uh, did Miz get his ass taken again? Yeah, it wasn't taken, but he got his ass laid out in the backstage area. And he was just laid out with a picture on his chest. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Miz just keep on getting take, taken out. Matt Bog says, Dexter took him out again for like the sixth time. Yeah. He, I, I just I just think the Miz should just realize. Yeah, it, it just just let it happen. Let it happen. He, he, maybe he just realized that he just want to be a friend. You feel me? Just... A weird friend, but it's a friend. A friend. 
Young Rashkini says the booking made Liv strong when she put Lacey through the table. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. No, 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 it didn't. No, they made her look weak without weapons. That's what it made it look like. Because throughout the match, she was still getting her ass whooped without weapons. And then, yeah, Lacey grabbed the kendo stick to wear her out because, yeah, she, you know, they're, they're, they're again, was trying to make it seem like, yeah, she's showing the fortitude. But again, if they would have made this a no DQ match, and then Lacey Evans would have already been using weapons and then showed that, oh, she can get a stream because that's what it's about, that would have made sense. This, that match did not make uh, Liv look strong. It actually made Liv, again, look weaker because she got her ass beat until the table spot. And she grabbed the kendo stick. And she needed uh, Lacey to get, what was on, low-key distracted with the whole kendo stick shit to get her finisher done and get the win. Again, she pulled it out by being the, you know, you know, the, 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 you know, I find my way underdog. That's cool, but that's not extreme. I'm not believing that because that's not extreme. Or that's not even being booked strong. That's no, that's not it. If that's if that's the confusion, it's not it. Young Rich Skinny says, um, I need Randy to retire. He's done enough. Young Rich, come on. Ah, he still got some more ticket. He still got some more. Matt says Gable been doing this thing as a single competitor. Oh yeah, he been doing it. it. It's been going down. It just I just need him to be less less uh less silly. And you give me a shush, please. Really, Matt? Alright. I will get to the rest of the comments in a few, but you know, it's time that we go to the last conversation piece of the day. You know, we like to call it the last match. So let's put that up. Let's put this up. Boom. Yeah. It's the last convo. The last piece of the day. And you know what? For this last match. I'll actually like to talk some. Some more fight pits. Because. I'm, I've been liking the idea of these, uh, this fantasy book. And, you know, we already did it for War Games on what teams you'd like to see in the War Games cage. Uh, we did it for Royal Rumble. But this match right here, the fight pit. We already going to get Seth and, um, and Matt Riddle in the fight pit. We already got that. But who else? And I'm, again, put this in the comments. Who else would you like to see? In the fight pit. And you know what? I'll even put this even. I'll even spread it out even more. It can be any wrestler. Past. Present. Future. Whatever. Who do you think. Would have been dope. Or would be dope. In the fight pit. You know it would be a dope fight pit match. And I'm taking it back for this one. If we had Steve Blackman. Versus Ken Shamrock in the fight pit. That would be dope as hell. That'd be dope as hell. That'd be dope as hell. Now, uh, now competitors, I would like to see Champa in a fight pit match against who I do not know and I do not care. I think he will go ham. I think he will go ham. Um, and I think that this even gets around from uh, what Triple H was talking about when it comes to. B- come to bleeding because I know a lot of people have you know kind of 
I don't want to say got upset or mad, but you know, they had some feeling towards when Triple H was saying, well, you know, I I kind of feel like we don't need to bleed. Which I kind of feel what he's saying. You know, we are a, they are a company, you know, a worldwide, you know, branded company now and all that. And, you know, kids watching, I get, I get that. You don't want overly blood. But a way around that to still get the blood that you need is have matches like this where you just naturally can get hit. You feel me? We already saw Matt Riddle bust open um, Seth Rollins while they were fighting before. He said he put stitches in his head. So I, I think I think this would be dope. So who would you like to see in the fight pit? Who would you like to see in there? Let's see, let's see, let's see. Let's go to the comments and see what y'all say. Young Rishkini says, "What's the reason for a brawn?" Um, I think they're going to build Braun right now to face Omos, and it, it, this might even be a way to try to get Omos over. Giant versus Giant, this might be a way because you know during that match uh, with Gable and um, and Braun, Omos was watching with MVP, so this might be a way to start that up. Matt Bob says, "Best thing ever with shoes." So you're a fan of the Shush, uh Gable and this whole thing. You're, you're really, you're down with it. Okay. Hey. Well, if you're down with it, I'm, hey, I'm cool with it. I'm not, hey, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be against you being down with it. I, you know, I don't know. I just, I just. But you can say that Kurt Angle went the same route, though. So, got a point. Young Rashini says, wasn't Biggie injured during that time? No. No, 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 no. Wait. Not this money in the bank. I meant the last money in the bank. When he won the money in the bank. I'm not talking about the one that just passed that Austin Theory won. I'm talking about the one that Big E won. No, he wasn't injured. Matt Bob says, I miss Big E. I feel you, man. Tristan says, if the Rumble wasn't almost sold out, my ass would, uh, would flew out there. It's going to be unpredictable as hell next year. Oh, hell yeah. Hey, but don't worry. It's cool. We got WrestleMania down here, bruh. You already know. And hey, you feel me? You, I know. I already know we're going to meet. And we're going to see each other at WrestleMania. Or we're going to see each other WrestleMania weekend. It's going down. So, it's cool. The turn up is going down. And if we think unpredictable shit going to happen uh, Royal Rumble, just wait until WrestleMania. You already know. It's going it's to be dope as hell. Matt Bob says, oh, no Dexter uh, takes his buns. <laughs> no, no, Dexter's not taking his buns. We're not doing this. Matt Bob says, that was the best thing ever, Miz and Dexter. Yeah, hey, M- Miz and Dexter is very sports entertaining. And again, it's, it's to the point where it's not too silly. So don't take away, but like, ah, oh, well, you know, it's, it's good. It's some good stuff. I, I laugh and... I can't wait to see when Dexter gets in the ring, you know, with the Miz and see what happens. Uh, Young Rishkini says, weak with a whole bunch of question marks. She jumped through a table. Okay, who can't jump through a table? So does Darby Allen. <laughs> who can't jump through a table? Just because you jump through a table don't make you look strong. You know what makes you look strong? actually being in a match and holding your full own 
not getting your ass beat and being like, oh, well, I'm still getting up. No, I mean actually holding your own, like getting some offense in, a good bit of offense, not a jobbing offense, a good bit of offense. And that did not happen. Going again, jumping through a table do not make you strong. It, it, okay. Now, you know what would have made her look very strong? If she would have put her through the table, that would have been strong and smart. But she didn't do that. She jumped through the table. Okay. Now, if Lita or, um, what's that? Or if Lita or Bakisha Lynch did, um, did it, everybody would have called it iconic. No, actually, no. Well, here's the thing. If Lita would have done it, especially if you're talking about in the in the time period of that time, yeah, they would have caught her iconic because that would have been the first time a woman would have done that X, Y, and V. Yes, they would have caught her iconic. But again, the way the story went, like again, with Trish and fucking uh, with Trish and Lita, it would have made sense because their story made sense and they both looked strong the way they were fighting. It wasn't like Lita ever got her ass beat, handed to her, and then came back and was like, you know what? F this. You know, yeah, it'll almost lose. And then pick up the win by and, and pretty much knowing that you almost lost. And then goes and try to be all extreme. No, you got your ass whooped. Go in the back, recalibrate yourself. Be happy that you won. She'd be like, yeah, I still won, but don't. No, 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 no. That's not extreme. That's not extreme. That's not extreme. That was extremely crazy, which shows that she is extremely crazy. And hey, that's cool. You're an extremely crazy fighter. That's cool. But again, you're facing a woman that can just demolish you with her bare hands without a kendo stick, a chair, a table, or anything. That being said, I'm going into this. I'm going into the match with the mindset. Oh, you need these weapons. So, do you really think that makes her look strong, knowing that she needs the weapons, and not both of them need the weapons? Just something to think about. Something to think about. <clears throat> Tristan says, "Live is more extreme than per uh, than pre heel Bailey." No, wait. Yes. I'll say yes. I'll say yes to that. Definitely did better than pre heel baby. Definitely did. <clears throat> Matt Ball says, um, and makes real funny uh, Corey Graves having a heart attack when Dexter do something to the Miz. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Again, Matt Ball says, it makes a real funny, uh, it makes it real funny when Corey Graves have a heart attack every time Dexter do something to the Miz buns. <laughs> Oh Lord! And Young Rich King says, "Speaking of Corey Graves, did y'all see Carmelo?" Right, first of all, we're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. That little photo. I, I I wish I hadn't even. Man, stuff that goes around on on the internet is crazy. But also, Carmela has debunked that and said that is not her picture. That is not her in the picture, and that is not him. It is a Photoshop. So, you know. Hey, coming from coming from the person's mouth, who supposedly mouth that's supposed to be, I think I might believe it. Uh, Matt Box says, "Oh, um, oh, it says one more thing. Um, is Mustafa 
is Mustafa. Um, I'll leave you and Bobby killed it to me. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Mustafa killed that. Mustafa killed that match. Mustafa and um and Bobby. I can't I love how they're making the trade. Wait a minute. The mark moment now? Yeah, yeah, Bob. Yeah, Matt. Yes, it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mac, uh, Young Rishkini says Max du- uh, Maxine Dupree versus Summer Rae in a fight pit match for the Women's Championship. Okay. That would be an interesting match. Let's see. Who, who else we have for the, uh, for the matches? Here we go. Tristan says uh, 06 and 08 Perk Angle versus two, uh, 2012 Brock Lesnar. Yo, that fight pit match will be crazy. Uh, Matt Matt says for the fight pit match, I want to see Bobby Lashley and Dan the Beast current. You know what? That can be another crossover match. We've seen a lot of other athletes, you know, crossover. That can be another good one. I'll be down for that. See what else we got. Y'all got some good matches going. Tristan says, um. 01 RVD versus 99 Shane O'Mac. Oh, there's going to be a lot of jumping off of shit on that match. There's, oh my God. They're jumping off of everything on the goddamn cage. Yeah, we're going to see some spin kicks from RVD, and Shane is, oh, he's going to love the cage. He, oh, he's going to go in on that shit. But yeah, they're mostly going to be jumping off of everything. Every, every corner of that cage is going to be jumped off of. Best believe. Tristan also says 98 Goldberg versus 02 Undertaker. Okay. Oh, that'll be vicious. Young Rashini says, No, you didn't compare last year's uh last year to live last year's to live like he wanted that year she did. Yes, I did compare it because again, it was the same thing. Everybody said it was too fast, which hey. It kind of was a fast decision to do. And, you know, it was for ratings and everything it was a pop. But again, look at the way that the booking went again. I get that you love the person. I get that you love Liv. I get it. But you got, yeah, the, the booking. The booking has, has sucked. It, it has. It has sucked. Sorry. It's, to me. To me. If you see something good in it, perfect. That's That's your smart psychology. Okay, go ahead. But to me, yeah, that booking is not it. It's not, it's not it for Liz. It's not it. I'm like I, I even just feel like Ronda, like, all right, another match. Why? Like, what? Why did you even really have? Okay, never mind. I'm not even gonna keep on going into that. And lastly, we have Mac Balls that says one more pit match uh, would have been uh, Shamrock going uh, versus Owen Hart. Ooh, that would be that would be dope as hell. Okay. All right. Those some fire matches. Keep them up in the comments. Keep them up in the comments. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or even Anchor, or whether you're viewing it right now live, or even whether you're, you know, viewing the replay right now, a day, two days later, just hit your comments. Let me know what your, what your fight pit match would be, what your fantasy fight pit match would be. And, you know, let's have a conversation about it. You never know. We might even hit up in the comments and talk to yourselves. You feel me? But it is time for your boy to get on out of here. But hey, 
this ain't the last time you're here from me because we'll be right back here for Smart Bros Tuesday tomorrow. But you already know if you want to see more about us, you already know where to go. Subscribe to Smart Psychology Podcast on YouTube. That's right, right here. If you're watching live, you're already on here. And if you haven't yet, hit that subscribe button right there. That's right, right there. Hit that subscribe button. Subscribe to Smart Psychology Podcast on YouTube and check out all of our past episodes, past interviews, and also get notified on all of our new episodes coming up. And if you would like to see what's going on, what your smart bros are doing on social medias, go ahead and follow us on Twitter at SmartPsychPod. Follow us on Instagram at SmartPsychology. And then follow us on Facebook at SmartPsychologyPodcast. Go ahead and hit that follow button on all social media networks. And man, come on, man. Get get social with your boys, man. Let's talk some wrestling. Join the smart side. And for everybody, everybody. And again, I say everybody. Because I know those, there's some times where you're like, you know, I can't watch y'all. You know, like, sometimes y'all might come on too late. Sometimes it might be too early. I have to work. You know, I'm asleep. I get it. We get it. So guess what? We are available for audio. That's right. So all, all you need to do is follow us and listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. That's right. Once again, that's Spotify, Anchor, and Apple Podcasts. All you got to do is put in that search bar, uh, Smart Psychology Podcast. Boom. Hit that follow button, and you're right there. And you already know why you're listening, why, wherever you are, whether you be at work, where you be in your car, whether you be at home, Go ahead and comment, like, and share your favorite show. Share the smart side. Share smart psychology podcast. This has been your boy. That's right. J Classic. This has been the Raw Classics. That's right. K-L-A-S-S-I-C-K. Because your boy is just so sick with it. Hey, and you already know where to catch us. Same bat time. Same smart channel. You know, it's time to get psyched. Oh, crap. Hold on. We got a couple of more comments before we get out of here. Let's see. First, we got from Young Rich Skinny that says, Darby Allen, literally who? Oh, Lord. Yeah. I already know. Yeah, you're, you're going to go there. Young Rich Skinny also says, uh, she did both. No, no. Well, yeah, she, she did both. She looked strong in the match, and then she put him through the table. She did both. Liv did not do both just saying Tristan uh, for another match he says 03 Eddie Guerrero versus 2017 Kenny Omega hmm. I'm, I'm not going to lie I did not expect Kenny Omega to be any answer for a fight pit match but that would be interesting uh, also younger skinny says Trish, Trish wasn't strong during that time period she put Lita through a table Trish was strong in her in her wits. She was smart as fuck. Even though Trish wasn't strong, like strong, Trish always found a way to win. Like literally found a way to win because she was a heel at the time. And even when she was a babyface, she still won decisively. It wasn't like, oh well, yeah, she pulled it out, but it was only because of X Y. She won decisively, whether it was through hook or through quick. When she was a heel or a face, she won decisively. 
and she didn't look that weak getting her ass beat. And you know, yeah, of course she did. Again, compared to the times, that's what I'm saying. Because of course, yeah, it was diva era. So of course, divas, everybody was getting their ass beat, or they were getting their bras and panties taken off. That's it. That's all we had. So yeah, that 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 was. It was big at that time for Trish because look at how the wrestling was. Her and Lita was too. But before we had the women's revolution, they were the women's women's revolution. That's why they were so exciting. They were doing something that the other women are really, like, yeah, the other divas was not doing, which was actually wrestling. Just saying. Tristan says 97 Stone Cold versus KO. Ooh! Yes, please! That shit would be dope as hell. Young Rich Skinny says Rhonda haven't looked strong since she got beat up in 2015. Let's be real. First of all, Rhonda Rhonda never had a problem looking strong. Rhonda's problem is her promos won and just her looking like a believable baby face. Or like and I mean a real baby face. Not a tweener, which she, you know, could have still been. And you know, just come in, you know, don't speak on the mic. Keep on having a mean mug. Come in, whoop ass, leave. Get yourself a manager that can talk for you and get that done. But as far as strong, how can you say she never looked she even after she got beat up in 2015? Which I was there for, mind you. So she still looks strong. When she came to WWE, she been she been booked and looked strong since day one. Who got gotta get out of here, man? Young Rashini says Tori Wilson versus Stacy Keebler would have been a good one too. In a fight pit match or in just a regular match. Because I think we I think we did have that as a regular match. I could have sworn. We didn't have Stacey Keebler and Tori Wilson. I could have sworn we had that as a regular match. Could have sworn. Uh Young Rashini says, uh tactful like a lesser bliss, but not strong. But hell, Liv is not that tactful. Liv is not that tactful. Why would you? Why would you? None of the decisions have been tactful. Again, strong in the mind. That's still a strength. That's still strong. But girl, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to. You're you going to make me go to the blade job. And I'm trying to get out of here. Uh, Young Rashimi says, uh, Molly Holly, Jazz, Victoria, Gail Kim, Stacey, uh... Stacey Keebler Tory. Yes, again, those were the women of still the revolution. But also before them, it was Lita and Trish. So what are you saying? <laughs> oh Lord Jesus. Younger Skinny also says she never got her groove back. She looks goofy. <laughs> hey, I'm not gonna lie with you on that one. Yeah, she does look goofy. But she still looks strong, just strong and goofy. And last one. Liv is not supposed to be tactful. Then what is she supposed to be? I'm sorry. I cannot get in. You know what? Fuck it. Before I leave, I'm bleeding now. I am bleeding. I'm going to the blade job. C- congratulations. And everybody else, thank young Rich Kenny for this shit. I'm going to the blade job before this. Yo. Check this out. 
Liv is not supposed to be tactful. So what is she supposed to be? Everybody has this whole thing about, you know, the baby faces and a heel, but it's like, there gotta be real viable reasons to one why they are what they are and also how they are. If that makes sense. Young Rashini says, no, uh, they were doing Lita and Trish. Oh, um, actually, okay. Okay, actually, they debuted before Trish. Molly Holly debuted before Trish. But also, but again, who had that marquee match before who? You're talking about the Trailblazers here. Like, okay. Um, okay. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a, Liv is supposed to be an underdog baby face that's building her way to success. But okay, see, look at this. Look, and see, that's where that don't make sense. That don't, that whole sentence right there does not make sense. How do you build your way to success when you already made it to success? You are the champion. There should be no more building. You are the champion. That's the same reason why Hangman Adam Page shit sucked. Because you're built, how are you building somebody that you supposedly already built? This is what we were talking about when it came to live winning the championship when she did in the first place. It's not believable. I'm not going to believe in a in a champion that just won off that's still trying to prove herself. If you haven't proved yourself yet, how am I supposed to believe that you're a viable champion? It just don't it, ah, it don't make sense. It don't make sense. It just don't. Just, ah, Remember, she was Mighty Hot, Mighty Molly. I remember Mighty Molly, but guess what? That was not before Trish Stratus. Trish Stratus was in T, uh, was in TNT before Mighty Molly. Trish Stratus was was um was what's it called? Main eventing WrestleMania, or not main eventing, but but, but ha- having having big matches on WrestleMania during Mighty Holly time. I remember Mighty Holly. Trust me, but once again, no, that didn't hit it. Hey, what up, Rose? Wrote my sis, sis Rose in the building. She says uh, she is the Daniel Bryan of the women's division. Who live? No, she's not. No, 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 no. Nope, nope. I will. Nope. Live is not. Live is not. I am sorry. That is. That is I, that is my that is my flag and I am sticking that flag in there. Love you, sis. Um, young Rich, you can have your side too. But no, I no, I do not get yes movement feelings from Liv. I do not get ultimate underdog feelings from Liv. I do not get none of that. I get I get underdog that should have still been underdogging. A little bit more before she got that championship. A little bit more. Sorry, and and, and it shows. I'm you. You cannot tell me there's one believable time that you were like, okay, yeah, you know what? She decisively won that shit. Even in storyline, I'm like, nah, I, it's not, nah, nah. I can't, I can't. Let's see what we got here. We we got uh oh Rose Rose. You're on here too. She is really. Oh Lord, 
Oh, Lord. Uh, Rose says, can't deny it for much longer. It's only because Lana left. That, too. That, that too. It, well, you know what? That's the perfect example. That's the perfect example. Just put just put it as if if when Lana was in that in that same position and Lana would have won the championship. Guess what? I would have said the same thing because the way you booked her, like the way you fucking booked her, and then you just strap a championship on her and then expect, oh, well, now it's an underdog story. No, I just saw you get your ass whooped, put through tables and all type of shit, and now you just got a championship and now you're building for success when you already got the success. No, that don't make sense. Yes, I get she's supposed to be an underdog, but that don't make sense. <laughs> it don't. I'm sorry. And I'm going to leave you with that. I'm going to leave you with that. Think about that. It don't make sense. It don't. Again, supposed to be the underdog, but you need to be an underdog that makes sense. Daniel Bryan was the underdog that made sense. She's not the lady. She is definitely not the lady Daniel Bryan. I, no. That. No. No. There was reasons behind Daniel Bryan while we while we got the Yes Movement. Because we saw he was being down and he had the skills. And he and like and, and not just had the skills, but he was having great matches and he was winning those matches. And we can tell clearly that they was not giving him a chance. Because and he deserved that chance. Because he'd been showing that shit in the ring. Not the same as Liz. It's not. Not at all. Not at all. It's not yes movement feeling. Still an underdog, but not the yes movement. Nah, nah. Not that. Not that. Last one, and I gotta get out of here. <laughs> Lana was getting built well as a perfect underdog, too. She was. I'm not I'm not saying she wasn't, but again, I said, you said it best. She was getting built as a perfect underdog. You don't put the title in the middle of the built. You got to go all the way to the peak of, all right, yeah, I really believed you fully, fully as this underdog because you have shown time and time again, not just winning, but winning decisively. Because think about this. Before she won the money in the bank, she was losing. Yeah, she had a cool match with, with Becky. Cool. Yes, she had a good match with, uh, or a good couple of matches with Becky for the title. Cool. But, again, it wasn't time yet. Again, I feel like she was still getting built as a reputable, as a good underdog to actually really win that title. And they, they hot-shotted it. I feel like they hot-shotted it. Thank you, Matt. Lana was horrible. And again, not Lana herself. The booking of Lana was horrible. If y'all are really sticking to the booking, again, I'm not saying about the people, the booking, these writers. That was bullshit. Rose, I know you know, because we used to talk about how bullshit the writing was, especially for Lana. So you cannot tell me that in the midst of bullshit, you're going to expect to be like, oh, well, yeah, a champion makes a championship makes sense in this. this." It just don't work like that. I get that you love her. I get that you get that she's an underdog, which I get too. But yeah, thank you, Rose. The writers are trash. And that's what I'm saying. 
Love live. She deserves it. She deserve. She she do deserve, and she has been trying hard. I'm not saying she don't deserve it, but hey, she also deserves to be written in better. I'm and I'm sorry. Just because I like a person, don't mean I'm gonna take crap writing and crap booking. Not gonna do it. Uh, younger she said, like I said, little girls cl- uh, cried when Liv won and uh, does her entrance. She's believable. Good for the little girls. And again, it is a PG show. So of course, they that's what it's all about. So cool. I'm glad. Again. And of course, kids, look at the way these kids. Never mind. I'm not even going to. Okay. Uh, if we're going to talk about adult booking. Then we could talk about it. But hey, if we're talking about the kids. Oh, yes. They're wonderful for the kids. <sighs> but hey, y'all already know, as y'all can hear and see, the comments go live in this, please. Shoot, man. Again, put your comments on socials. Put your comments on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Also, go ahead and listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. This your boy. I got to get out of here, man. I got to go get some rest before I got to go to work tomorrow. So. This has been your boy. Catch me next time. Same smart time. Same smart channel. And get psyched. Because your boy is out in three, two, one. Peace.